Thank you for listening to this week's message from Gateway City Church. For more information about Gateway City, check us out online at gatewaycitychurch.co. We hope you enjoy today's message. Again, good morning. How's everybody doing today? You're doing well. Oh, I like it. I like it. An active crowd. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. We like, we like active crowds around here. Uh, if, you are, if you're here today for the first time, let me just say thank you so much for being here. My name is Will. Uh, my, uh, me, along with uh, my wife, Suzanne, we have the, the privilege of pastoring Gateway City Church. And uh, it is, it's an incredible privilege. It's an honor. So thank you so much for being here. We hope that you're having a great day. We hope that you've had a really great weekend. Um, and uh, I, I'm excited about today. I've, been, I've actually I've been looking forward to today all week long. Uh, it feels good in here. You look good. The band was great. Worship was great. And so uh, I'm excited for everything else that's going to be taking place throughout the course of the day. And, uh, and, then, and then next week, I'm really excited about next week. As you heard Hannah mention, next week is Easter. And so Easter is going to be an amazing day, an incredible service. Gateway City Kids, uh, our City Kids Ministry, uh, Easter egg hunt for all the children. That's going to be a blast. And then, uh, and then also, uh, and then also uh, Love Week coming up this week, just ways to give back and serve our community in various ways. It's, it's really going to be a great week. And as you heard her say, uh, this coming Sunday, Easter Sunday, people are, uh, almost everybody is open to an invitation to attend church on Easter Sunday. It's kind of like the one time a year they feel obligated to be at church. But, uh, but, and so like we're, we, we just simply want your help just to spread the word about Gateway City Church, about Easter services here, and, uh, and just invite them to come and sit with you and take those invite cards for Easter, five, ten of them. It, uh, that's, that's really what we're encouraging you to do and use those to invite people to Easter. It's going to be incredible. And we're excited about our very first Easter as a church, and we look forward to sharing it with you. And, uh, but as far as this weekend and as far as today is concerned, we're actually we're wrapping up a, a four-week series that we've been in entitled Fill in the Blank. And we've been, we've been talking about discovering and following God's will for our life. God, God has a purpose, he has a plan, he has a will for your life, and I'd be willing to bet that the vast majority of us, if not all of us, would love God's input into, into our lives. We'd love his input, we'd love his insight, and we've been discovering ways that you can actually identify and follow God's, God's will for your life. And today I want to share something with you that I believe is extremely important. I believe it's actually the most important uh, message in this four-week series that we've been doing. And I, in fact, I think that today's message is something that I'm going to have to go back to on a regular basis and be reminded of it uh, time and time again as I, as I work to pursue God's will for my life. And I believe it's something that you will have to, that you'll go back to time and time again just as you continue to pursue God and His will for your life to make sure that you are living the life that He's created you to live to make sure that you're doing the things and living the, living the life and, and living out your purpose the way that he's, the way that he's, uh, he, the way that he's uh, built you to do and the way that he's called you to do. And, uh, and we're going to start in, in, a, in a passage of Scripture that we've actually, it's kind of been a passage of Scripture that we've gone back to uh, time and time again over the course of this four-week series, and it's found in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Verse 2. So if you have a Bible, you can turn there. It's where we're going to be the majority of the day. And, uh, and uh, if you've got a phone or a tablet, you can, you can thumb there. Or if you've got actual leather and pages, you can, you can turn there. But this is what Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. No, that's not a suggestion. That, that, that's, a, that's a directive. 
Paul is saying, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now the second part of this verse here, the second part of this verse, the, the test and approve, uh, know God's will, like that's the easy part. That's, that's the good part. That's easy. But the first part of that, the first part of that verse, the do not conform to the patterns of this world, that's, that's the hard part. That's the tricky part. That's, 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 that's a very difficult thing to do is to, is, not, is to not conform to the pattern of this world. Everybody, everybody say, I have a pattern. And then I see, see here, like, we, we, like, preach it back to me a little bit. Like, I, say, I, I have a pattern. Look to the person next to you and say, I have a pattern. Admit it to them. Yeah. See, like, we, we, we all have a pattern. And in if, and if, truth, I preached on this last week, and the patterns that we have, the patterns that we live by, it's our pattern that's our problem. Well, how, how is that? Why is that? It's because the patterns that you follow in this life, it's the patterns that you follow in, your, in this life that equal up to the product that your life has produced. And so many of us, if you're like me, so much of the product that my life has produced, I, I would rather forget about it. I'm not all that happy about it. I'm not, there's all, all of us have areas of our life that we would, just, we would just assume forget. And we would just leave behind and we would just, I mean, I wish I could do that better. But, what result, but the product that your life produces, it is, it is a product of the pattern that you follow. We all have patterns. But here's the deal. Here's the thing. With, with, the, with the patterns that we follow, do not conform to the patterns of this world. But we have an answer. We have an answer to the patterns of this world. It, it, it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's the result of the patterns. But we can be transformed. Everybody, everybody like, like just, just kind of like point at yourself and say, it's all in my head. Just point, don't, don't point to your neighbor and do that. That's rude. Just, but just point, point to yourself. Yeah, it's all in my head. It's all in my head. It's all in my mind. And if I could just transform, my, if I could be transformed by the renewing of my mind, then I, can, then I can actually test and approve what God's will for my life is. It's his perfect. It's his pleasing. It's, his, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasing will. The problem is that so many of us, we, we have this tendency to always, always fall back into old patterns, old habits, and old ways of doing things. We, we have this tendency to, to fall back into, into the way things always have been or the way we've always done things. But if we would allow God to transform us by the renewing of our mind, he, God actually has the power to break our old patterns and, and, and break our old patterns and and, and help us and push us towards the purpose that he's called us, that he's called us to, to live. But we always fall back into these old patterns. And, and, and the old patterns that we're, that we're used to living, they, they, never, they, never produce, they never produce joy. Like our old patterns, they really, they only just, they really just produce pain is what they produce. And, and before we really even get, get into everything this morning, I, I'm just going to start today off. I, I've just got a, I've got a confession. I, wanna, I just want to confess something to you guys, just get something off my chest. 
And if that makes you nervous that the pastor is getting up here and confessing some things, you know, because you thought you were going to come to a church that was a perfect little church with a perfect little pastor, I assured you, you walked into the wrong place. Uh, and just so you know, there are no perfect churches. There are no perfect pastors. Um, in fact, I would, be, I, would be, I, would be, I would be cautious of churches that claim to be perfect and pastors that claim to be perfect. Uh, this one, this pastor, this church, uh, like I know him well. He, he's as jacked up as anybody else. We all have issues. We all have issues. Uh, and so uh, at, least, at, least we, at least I admit it. And so, uh, but, but I do. I have, I have a confession to make. I, I, have a, I have a pattern of my own. Uh, I, I have a pattern that I follow. Uh, my wife could actually confirm this for, for you. Actually, truth be told, anybody that knows me really, really well uh, could confirm this for you. But I have this pattern that I follow. It's a weekly pattern. Uh, truth be told, most weeks it is a daily. It's a nightly pattern. It, it's called ice cream. Ice cream is my pattern. I love ice cream and ice cream loves me. And, and I have this pattern where all, like, almost every single night, and truth, and honestly, uh, in effort, in, as the week leading up to me preaching this sermon to make sure that I wasn't lying to you, I literally ate ice cream every single night. I, I, just, I had to. I had to. I didn't want to be a liar. And so, uh, but, but I do, like I have this pattern of almost every single night, I end my day. I end my day before I go to bed. I mean, I have a bowl of, of ice cream almost every single night before I go to bed. And I, listen, I, 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 and I, when it comes to ice cream, I know what I like. I know what I don't like. Uh, I'm, I'm telling, like, man, man, bluebell milk chocolate. Come on, somebody, come on. Cookies and cream, chunks of Oreo all in them. Not mad about it at all. Uh, Blue bunny, blue bunny, the, the, the like the super chunky soups. I can't even say it right. Super chunky chocolate chip cookie dough. It's got the caramel drizzle in it. Here you probably say caramel, but I'm from South Carolina, so we say caramel. Oh man, come on. I'm, and, and oh, and then and, don't, and Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's Tonight Dough. Americone Dream. It's got, man, it's got little pieces of, of chocolate-covered waffle cone in it. I'm helping somebody's life right now. If you've never tried these, these flavors of ice cream, like your life is getting better, I'm preaching good right now. And, in fact, if I didn't have to preach some more, I'd just drop the mic and I'd go get some ice cream right now. But that's my pattern. That's my pattern is every single night I have to have some ice cream. And truth be told, I don't, like, even though that's my pattern, I don't always like the, the product, the product that my pattern produces. I, I, don't, I don't like it. It's, it's why, like, I'll probably never, ever wear, like, European slim cut shirts because my body says, no. And, and, and I, man, I even complain about my pattern. Man, my, I, I complain about my pattern. My pattern, man, sometimes, man you, man, you eat ice cream late at night and then you lie down. It just sets off a fire inside your body. It's just ended like, man, just, just sets off a fire inside of me. And, like, I, I will complain about how my pattern makes me feel. But because I'm more interested in my pattern than I am in, like, changing the product, I settle for my pattern rather than change my pattern so that I could actually feel a little bit better. And sometimes, sometimes I'll even supplement my pattern. Eat that ice cream late at night just sets off this fire inside your bones and so, like, I'll, I'll go to, I'll go to, I'll go into the cabinet, and and I'll get, I'll get some tums. There's nothing spiritual about it. I just get some tums, because I need some relief from the the fire that's inside of my chest, and and I'll supplement my my pattern, so that I don't I don't feel as bad as I normally do, when I fall back into my old pattern. 
I supplement it. And so many of us, that's exactly what we do with, with, our, with our walk with Christ. We supplement the bad patterns that we follow with a little bit of church attendance here, a little bit of church attendance there, just so that we don't feel as bad as we normally feel when we fall back into our old patterns. And if I can attend church, man, if I can go to church today, the, the pain that burns inside of me so much, it, wa- it won't be as painful today as it was yesterday because I got, I, got, I got a little fix of Jesus. I got a little fix of church. I sang some songs. I raised my hand. I laughed at the preacher's jokes, even though they weren't funny. And so, so we, we supplement the bad patterns that we follow with, with a little bit of church attendance just so that we don't feel as bad about, about, about our patterns as we normally do. As we normally do. And, 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 and I, I would be willing, and, and I mean, and, and, but, but God, but what God wants you to know is, what God wants you to know today is that, is that you, he has the power to break the patterns that you follow that have produced in your life what you don't, what you don't want it to produce. He has the power to break the patterns over your life that have produced things in your life that you would, you would rather forget, that you would rather, that you would rather set aside, that you don't want to admit things that you even try to hide. God says, I have the power to break those patterns, and I have the power to lead you into a life that I've called you to live, a life of hope, a life of joy, a life of peace, a life of purpose. And God is saying, if you would just give me your pattern, I will change the product of your life to be everything that you ever wanted it to be. How many people believe that God has a promise for your life that just has your name on it? Yeah. See, we don't don't have a promise problem. We have a pattern problem. We have a pattern problem. And God is saying, if you would just give me your pattern, I'll, I'll change the product of your life so that it will be everything that you've ever wanted it to be. You have to change the pattern. And last week as I preached on this, many of you probably, maybe you identified a pattern in your life that has produced something in your life that you don't necessarily like. Maybe today throughout the sermon, you'll identify some patterns in your life that you feel like you need to change so that the product your life is producing will will change. And maybe for you today, maybe the pattern that you you fall into is maybe for you it's, 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 Maybe you, maybe you have a pattern of overspending because you feel the need to keep up with what everybody else has. And it leads you into a place where, where you struggle to pay your bills on time. Or maybe it leads you into a place where you, can't, you struggle to even buy groceries for your family. Because you're trying to keep up with what everybody else has. Maybe the pattern that you're following today is maybe it's, it's an addiction. The pornography, maybe it's an addiction to prescription drugs because it just, it, man, it just numbs the pain of everything that you feel. Maybe, maybe, maybe the pattern that you follow today is, is maybe, it's, just, maybe it's, it's related to self-harm. Maybe you, you hurt yourself because if you hurt yourself, you don't have to deal with the hurt that everybody else is pouring out on you. Patterns. That's what produces the product of our, that we see in our life. God said, I can break the pattern of your life, but you have to give me your pattern and I'll change the product. Maybe last week, maybe today, you've identified a pattern that's in your life that, that you, that's producing something that you don't want, but you're realizing and you recognize, but that pattern is, always seems to pull me back in. Always seems to pull me back in. One of my, one of my favorite characters, one of my fa- not character, he's actually a real person, uh, but one of my favorite people in the Bible is, is a guy by the name of Simon Peter. 
And, and I, I feel like I, I like Simon Peter a lot because I feel like he and I have a lot, of, a lot in common. We both have this condition where everything that pops in our head pops out of our mouth. And it gets us in a lot of trouble. And we just, before we even think about it, we've said it. And it gets us in trouble. And so, like, I feel like I have a lot in common with Simon Peter. You can ask my wife. That is, that is a true statement. I, I really don't have much of a filter. And uh, it gets me in trouble. Simon Peter did not have a filter either. But, but regardless, he was, an, he, he was an incredible guy. Amazing guy. Amazing man of God. And really just the story of his life, just kind of the synopsis of his life is Simon, Simon Peter, his life really just started, he was a fisherman, a fairly successful fisherman. He had, had boats at his disposal. He was doing pretty well. He's a little rough around the edges, a little salty, but he was doing pretty well. And then one day, one day, Jesus comes along and literally steps into his boat and begins to have a conversation with him. And it was during this conversation with Jesus that Simon Peter realized that, man, Jesus isn't like everybody else I've talked to. There's something different about him. There's something special about this man. And, and to the point where even Simon Peter even t- tells Jesus, listen, you, you need to get away from me. I'm not even, I, I don't even need to spend time with you. I don't even need to be in your presence because, because you're, you, you are holy and I'm not and I can't eat. You need to leave. But what Simon Peter didn't realize is that whenever you get around Jesus, you don't mess Jesus up. Jesus messes you up in a good way, in a good way. And it was this conversation with Jesus that completely changed Simon Peter's life, completely changed his life. And he's standing there in his, in his boat having this conversation with Jesus, and he's, I, I, can, I can just envision him holding on to his fishing nets, and Jesus says, if you would be willing to, to drop these nets, leave it all behind, and follow me, I'll teach, you how to be, I'll teach you how to be a fisher of men. I'll teach you how to reach people, how to change people's lives. And so Simon Peter, he, he, he makes the decision. He drops his nets, leaves everything behind, and follows Jesus. And over the course of the next few years, goes on this amazing journey following Jesus. Town to town, place to place, watching Jesus, listening to Jesus, teach thousands of people. Every time Jesus would teach, thousands would show up. Because nobody had ever heard a man teach like this and speak like this. And he witnessed amazing things. He witnessed Jesus perform miracle after miracle, feeding 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. He, he, watched Jesus, he watched Jesus give blind people back their sight. He watched Jesus give deaf people back their hearing. He even, he even saw Jesus bring a, a man named Lazarus back to life after he'd been dead for three days. Amazing things that, that Peter saw. And during all of this, like he even, has an, he even has an identity shift as he follows Jesus. Jesus actually changes his name. The reason we refer to, the, re, the reason you hear uh, Simon Peter referred to as Simon Peter so much of the time is because the name that he was given at birth was Simon. But then Jesus, after spending time with him and after his life being completely changed by Jesus, Jesus renames him and says, no longer are you going to be called Simon. From this day forward, you're going to be called Peter because Peter means rock. And on this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He has this, he has this identity shifting moment with Jesus. And then to go beyond that, Jesus gives him brand new purpose. Brand new purpose. And then later on, in their relationship. Not long before Jesus is arrested and crucified, he's having another conversation with Simon Peter, and, he, and Jesus actually tells Simon Peter about a lot of mistakes that he's going to make. 
tell Simon Peter that, hey, uh, in a moment where I need you the most, you're actually going to deny even knowing me. And Peter, man, just being Peter, he's, he's not, 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 not me. Uh-uh, not me. I, I'm your rock. I'm your boy. I'm your ride or die. It's me and you, Jesus, all the way. You need me to curse somebody? I'm going to curse somebody. You need me to cut somebody? I'll cut them. I don't care. It's me and you, Jesus, all the way. And Jesus just tells him, he said, listen, I, I, like, despite all your good intentions, you're still going to fail. You're still going to mess up. You, you, you're still, you're still going to deny even knowing me. Anybody, anybody ever been betrayed by somebody? Like in, in, like in your moment of greatest need, like just, they just kind of left you hanging? They're just like, like, like bro, just you call me anytime. Call me. If you ever need me, just give me a call. Go straight to voicemail. Not only does it go straight, like, like, but like, they, like, it, it, it like rings half a time, and you know what that means. That means they declined your call. Just stranded on the side of the road, flat tire, your spare is gone, or it's flat too. And the person that said, man, I, man I'm going to be there for you, you, just call me. Just call out my name. You know, I just don't, yeah, I just, sorry. Break out in a song every now and again. Gloria Stefan was right. Sometimes the rhythm is going to get you. It is what it is. But just in, in Jesus' moment of greatest need, Peter just leaves him hanging. Peter leaves him hanging. So when, whenever Jesus is actually arrested, what we actually see Peter doing is actually he, he runs and he hides. And, anybody that he, and everybody that he comes in contact with that recognizes him and says, Hey, man, aren't you that guy that has been rolling with Jesus? Peter says, No, nope, never even knew him. Never even knew him. Denies even knowing him. And you go on and Peter's life and the Jesus is crucified. He's killed and he's buried. And three days later, he, he comes back to life and Peter actually sees him. And it's all amazing. And Jesus performs miracles for 40 days before ascending to heaven. But even in the middle of all of that, Peter still stands up in front of all of the other disciples and says, You know what? I, I'm going fishing. I'm going back, going back to an old pattern. I've messed up too much. I failed. I denied Jesus. I've gotten it wrong, and I'm talking to somebody in this room today. You feel the exact same way. I've messed up too much. I've made too many mistakes. Jesus can. There's no way Jesus wants me anymore, let alone he won't, let alone wants to use me for anything. I know Jesus changed my name to, to Peter, which means rock, and he wants to build this church, you know, use me to build his church. I, but but that, that's all over now, right? I messed up. I messed up. And so I'm just going to go back to what I know. I'm going to go back to what's comfortable. I'm going to go back to this old pattern. I'm just going to pick up these nets because this is, this is my only option at this point, right? I'm, 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 this is, this, I'm just stuck right here. I'm just stuck right here. Has anybody in here ever felt stuck? You ever felt stuck in life? Just stuck right where you are, can't move forward, can't even back up. You were just... Did you know that there's actually a part of your brain that helps you get stuck in certain, on certain things? Did you know that? There's actually a, there's actually a part of your mind it, 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 that helps you get stuck on certain things. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Not a bad thing in, until it becomes a bad thing, if that makes any sense at all. It's, actually, it's, it's, called, it's called the reticular activator. I became a neurosurgeon to, to prep for this message. 
It's called the reticular activator, and it is the part of your mind that helps you remember things that you will need to remember later on in your life. It, 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 also, it, it, also helps you, it also helps you it also helps you forget things that you might not, might not necessarily need to remember. You, you, ever, you ever met somebody you ever met somebody kind of briefly had a short conversation? Maybe you exchange names, but five minutes after the conversation, you can't remember their name. That's your reticular activator going, nah, they're not going to be much a part of your life. You don't need to know them. That's what that is. So don't, don't, you don't have a bad memory. Your, your reticular activator is just working, telling you who's going to be a part of your life and who isn't. And then the next time you see them, they're like, hey, John. And you're like, what's up, bro? What's up? <laughs> yeah, like you're laughing because it's happened. But, but your reticular activator, it also helps you with like automatic memory. Things that you things that just things that you're gonna need to know later on. It's probably it's why, like most of you, if I gave you a few seconds, if I gave you a few seconds, everybody in here could recite the very first phone number you ever had. Did you ever, that, that's your it's your automatic. Let, let, let's try it. Let, you want to try it? You want to try it? On the count of three, just just recite, just 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 say out loud your, the very first phone number you ever had. All right, one, two, three, nine eight zero one seven one one seven two one. Don't worry, that's not my real, it's gone now. That's my first number, I don't have it anymore. Some of you are like, what what, what was that number again? That's your reticular activator. Just just working to recall things. And and, and I think it's funny because we've all had these automatic memory type of things. Have you ever been um, been driving home? You ever been driving home and and you, you arrive at home safely and you're sitting in your driveway then all of a sudden you realize, I have no idea how I got here. I don't remember the turns. I don't remember what roads I got. And all of a sudden you remember, you recognize, I'm the most dangerous person I know right now. Like, did, did I run into somebody? Did I hit a person? I mean, what did I do? I don't know, but, but I'm home. I'm home. That's your reticular activator telling you, hey, listen, like, I know the way to go, so you just think on whatever you're going to think on. You just, man, you, you daydream. You and Taylor Swift, just have a concert. Just go ahead and sing it like you wrote it. You, you and T-Swift, just go to town, and I got you. I'll get you home. Like, that's, that's a good thing. You can just be on autopilot, and you get home and not know how you got there. It's amazing. Until, until you get a different, like, or, or maybe, like, or, or until you get, like, a different job. And then, like, you're on autopilot driving, and you show up at the wrong workplace. Um, or, or maybe, maybe if you, maybe after you, maybe if you, if you, if you move into a new house, but you live in the same city. Anybody know what I'm talking about? This has happened to me. It's happened to me before. Like, we moved, moved into a new house, and and I'm, man, I'm just, I'm just leaving work, and I'm on the way home, driving home. Not, I'm on autopilot. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do the next day. I'm thinking about what maybe my wife or my family and I, we have planned, daydreaming, whatever it is. The next thing you know, I kind of, kind of, I come to and I realize that I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm in my old neighborhood. And I'm like, man, what am I, like, what am I doing? How how did I I even get, I don't even live here anymore. Do you know that, did you know that like your, your flesh has a reticular activator? You can, be, you can give your life to Jesus, you can love Jesus, you can be made new, you can be thinking new thoughts, you can have new purpose, new identity, new destiny. All of a sudden you make one mistake. You make one mistake. And your flesh will drive you back into an old neighborhood that you don't live in anymore. 
it'll drive you back into a place that, that you left a long time ago. All because you made one mistake and instantly your flesh took you back into an old pattern, into an old way of thinking, into an old way of thinking. But today, I want you to know that, I want you to know that, that God, can, God can break the pattern. God has the power to break the pattern that, that, has, that has so much of a hold on you. Because, see, that's the worst part about, that's the worst part about my pattern. That's the worst part about your pattern. It's the worst part about our patterns is that we can't break our patterns. No matter how hard we try, no matter how, how, how much we work, no matter how much we do, how much good work we do, how, much, how, how many good things we try to, to outweigh the bad things, this, this, this pattern has this grip on us and it always pulls us back. It's because we can't beat our pattern. But God wants you to know today that he has the power to break that pattern for you and pull you into the life of purpose that he's created you to live. He's given you he, he ha, all power, all of his power is at your disposal, and he wants to pull you into your purpose. But you've got to give him your pattern. And this comes from, from it all begins with the renewing of your mind. And there's, there's a couple of things I want to give you today that help you just renew your mind around the way, around the patterns that, we, that, we fall in, that we've fallen into. And the first one is this, it's just, you have to renew the way you see God. Renew the way you see God. And here's why. It's because God is not looking to punish you. God is not mad at you. God is not angry at you. And I know so many of us, that's, that's the way that we live our lives. We live our lives scared of God. I'll admit it. Like, I, I used to, man, I used to be, when I was a kid, I was scared of God. Scared of him. And listen, and, and there's like, listen, like really, like th think, about, think about the prayer you teach, think about the prayers we teach kids. My mom and my dad, my mom and my dad would come in in the bedroom and tuck me in and all that kind of stuff, and they'd pray this prayer, now I lay you down to sleep. Pray the Lord your soul to keep. And if you die before you wake, I pray the Lord your soul to die. I mean, like, that's a, come on, that's a creepy prayer. And I was terrified of God. I was like, man, good grace. I was just like, I'm just, man, dear Jesus, like, please help me not mess up. Because I was afraid this guy was going to come in here and just take my soul and, and everything. And, and listen, at five or six years old, the worst thing I'd ever done was hide under my covers at night, picking my nose. It's the worst thing I'd ever done. I'm terrified of God. Your soul to take. I mean, I mean that's a creepy prayer. But I mean, like, I, but, but, but here's the deal. God, God is not looking for a way to punish you. He's actually looking for a way to save you. He's actually looking for a way to lead you into a life of purpose, a life that matters, a life that makes, the, that makes a difference not only in your life but in the lives of other people. And it doesn't matter how, much, how many mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter how many times you've messed up. It doesn't matter how many times you've turned your back on God. God still wants to use you. He's, he will still call you into leadership. Take a look at continuing with Peter's story in Luke chapter 20, 22, verses 31 and 32. This is Jesus talking to, to Simon Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you, sift each of you like wheat. But I've pleaded 
in prayer for you. How many, how many people are glad that we have a Savior that prays for us on our behalf? Like, we does it, like, listen, we have a Savior that is going to bat every day before the Father on our behalf. Nobody can ever say that nobody's ever prayed for me because Jesus himself is praying for you, pleading your case before God the Father every single day. I love that. I love that. He says, I, I've, I've pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that, that, not, not, that not that you wouldn't fail, because I've already told you you're going to mess up, but I, but, I, but I prayed that your faith would not fail. And listen to this, so, so you're, you're going to mess up, so when you've, when you've repented, basically whenever you've come back to your senses, and you've, you've turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Jesus is saying, like, I've, I've prayed for you, I haven't prayed that you wouldn't fail, I've just prayed that your faith wouldn't fail, and that whenever you're done messing up, and you come back to me, I want you to strengthen your brothers. Like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've already told me that I'm going to mess up, and whenever, whenever I come back to you, you still want me to lead my brothers? You st- you're calling me to leadership even though I've messed up? I-, I denied you. I denied even knowing you. And whenever I come back, you still want me to lead my brothers? And Jesus is saying, yes. I want you to lead. I want you to notice that Jesus didn't make, I love the fact that Jesus didn't make Simon Peter jump through a bunch of hoops or, or do a bunch of things or pay a penance. A long time. Jesus just simply said, whenever you come back to me, just lead. Whenever you come back to me, lead. It doesn't matter how many times you've messed up. It doesn't matter how many times you've made mistakes. It doesn't, how many, doesn't, matter, how many, doesn't matter how long it's been since you've been in church. Can I just tell you, God is glad that you're here today. But you don't know what I've done. Jesus says, I don't care. I, my, my, my purpose for you is, is still there. All of the greatness that I created and put inside of you is still there. The love that I have for you is still there. It's still there. And so Jesus tells Peter that he's going to mess up, and he does. And then Peter says, hey, I'm going back fishing. I'm going to go back to my boats. I'm going to go back to this old pattern. And it's exactly what he does. And, and, then, and then we see, and notice I say he's, he went back fishing. He didn't go back catching. He wasn't catching anything. And then, and then we see Jesus come, come walking up onto the shore again, eerily similar to the first time Peter encountered Jesus, comes walking back up onto the shore and, 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 and Peter and, and, the other, and others in his boat, they didn't recognize that it was Jesus. Why? It's because so many of us, we, we, don't, we don't expect to see Jesus walking up into the areas of our life that are dirty. We don't expect to see Jesus walking back up into the areas of our life that we had one time said no to, but then we went back to him. There's no way Jesus is going to come back and get me. But, but literally, we see Jesus stepping back into Peter's boat one more time, stepping back into Peter's old pattern, his old habits to bring him back out again. They don't recognize Jesus, and Jesus says, are you catching anything? No, we're not catching anything. We've been out here all night long, haven't caught a thing. Jesus says, cast your nets on the other side of the boat. And so they do. And the Bible says that the catch that they brought in, it was so large, they couldn't even haul it into the boat. And all of a sudden, John, who was in the boat with Peter, says, oh, man, that's Jesus. And Peter loses his mind and jumps into the water thinking maybe I'm going to walk on it, but he doesn't. He sinks, he swims. Paddling hard, he's about 100 yards off the shore, paddling hard to get to Jesus. And Jesus is just up there just chilling. Got him a fire built, cooking some fish for breakfast. 
tells Peter, hey, haul in. Won't you haul in your catch? And then I've got some breakfast for you. I think that's interesting. I'd never really thought about it before, but, but I think it's really funny that, that, Peter, that he says, hey, won't you bring in your catch but, so that we can have some breakfast, but Jesus already has fish on the fires because Jesus doesn't need you to bring anything to the table. He's already got everything you need. He's already got everything you need. He's already provided it for you. He's cooked it in all. And then what I love is that they're having breakfast, and right after breakfast, you read this in John chapter 21, verse 15. It says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? More than what? More than your old pattern. More than, more than these nets that you went back to. Do you love me more than these? And Peter replied, says, yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then Feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Notice again, Jesus didn't make Peter jump through a bunch of hoops. He didn't make Peter feel, which is a good thing I'm not Jesus, because, boy, you know I'd have brought up the past. I'd have brought it up. Yeah, go get your nets and sit down. We got to talk a little bit. It's a good thing I'm not Jesus. Yeah, Praise the Lord that Will isn't Jesus. But I love the fact that he doesn't make Peter jump through a bunch of hoops. or He just simply says, Peter, you've wandered off. Yeah, you made some mistakes and you wandered off. You thought that disqualifies you. But, but here, just one question. Do you love me? Peter says, yes. And feed my sheep. But, but, I, but I've made mistakes. I denied you doesn't matter you love me now get back to work you you've got a church you've got my church to build you've got people to lead you've got sermons to preach that's all it requires do you love me yes i love you then feed my sheep do my work lead i love that we have to renew the way we see we see God because so many of us we fail to be the person that God has called us to be because we feel like because we've made mistakes we've messed up we've turned our back on God we've been away from him for too long that God is mad at us we've got to pay a penalty first there's a time limit between when I messed up and when God can when God can use me again when God wants me to be around again but that's not God at all that's not God at all. God just simply says, I know you've messed up. I know you've made mistakes. I know you've turned your back on me. But let me ask you one question. Do you love me? Well, yes. Then come on. You have to renew the way you see God. And then secondly, you have to renew the way you see you. You have to renew the way you see you. You have to talk about yourself. You have to look at yourself differently. You have to think about yourself differently. You have to talk about yourself differently. And here, here's why. It's Proverbs. Proverbs 18, 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You have the ability to speak death over your life if you choose to. 
But in the same sentence, you have the ability to speak life over yourself if you choose to. How many ever, has anybody ever, like, has anybody talked to yourself? Anybody talk to yourself? Anybody, you're not raising your hands, you're lying. We all talk to ourselves. Uh, studies show that, that, um, that men, that men pr- uh, verbally process about 20,000 words every single day. It's a lot of words, men. It's a lot of words. And, and, and women, this is just the studies. This isn't me. Don't shoot the messenger. Women, it says that, it says that women verbally process about 30,000 words every single day. In my house, I think the roles are reversed because I, I got a lot of words. And, and people, people, people ask my wife, are you just, does, does it ever get on your nerves that Will has to have the last word? She says, no, I'm just, fine. I'm just glad when he finally gets to it. But, yeah, but I mean, but, but, but we verbally process 20 to 30,000 words every single day out loud. But studies also show that, we, that, that internally we process about 70,000 words every single day. That's a lot of words. And I wonder how many of those words, how many of those those things that you're saying out loud, I wonder how many of those things that you're saying to yourself are about you. I wonder how many of those those words are are negative words that, that you speak towards yourself. I'm not good enough. I'm not worth it. I'm a failure. I, I, I made the mistake. It's my fault. You see, we have to change the way we, we see ourselves. We have to change the way we think about ourselves, the way that we speak about ourselves. God simply says, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Then come on back. What more is there, what more is there that needs to be said about ourselves? If your heavenly Father approves of you, you've got all the approval that you need. You've got all the approval that you need. You have to renew the way you see you. Philippians 4.8. This is how you can begin to renew how you see yourself. Philippians 4.8, it says, You'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true. How many of the thoughts that you think about yourself aren't even true? They're lies that you've told yourself or they're lies that, you've, that other people have told you that you've bought into. It says meditate. It says meditate on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things with praise, not things to curse. Sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to talk yourself into something before you can walk yourself into something. You ever, had to, you ever had to talk yourself up into something and work up the nerve to do something? You begin, if you begin to speak life over yourself, I promise you, the way you see yourself will change. If you renew the way you see God, recognizing that he's not a God that's out to get you, rather he's a God that's out to save you, establish hope, establish purpose in your life, recognizing that if God loves me, the creator of the universe loves me, it, it means that my life must matter. And if my life, and if my life matters, then I must not be as bad as I think I am. If you, begin to, if you begin to renew the way you see God, 
It'll renew the way you see you. And all of a sudden, the power that your old patterns have had over you will begin to break. The things that have changed you to an old way of life that has produced a product that you're not pleased with, they'll begin to fall off of you. Last week, we just simply, we've kind of been approaching this series with just posing questions. And last week, we just asked a question. We just said, what's, what's my pattern? What are the patterns in my life that are producing the product that I'm seeing that I don't really like? What's that pattern? In week two of this series, we just simply just asked the question, like, what do I really want? What do I really want? We determined that what we all really want behind all of the decisions that we make, what we ultimately really want is love and joy and peace. And in the very first week of this series, it's the question was, rather, rather than, God, what is it that you want me to do? God, who is it that you want me to become? Because God cares way more about who you are than what you do. Today, I simply just want you to ask this question. What do I see? What do I see? What do I see when I look at, when I look at God? What do I see when I look at myself? Because what you see the way you see it, it has the power to change everything. You see yourself as a failure, you'll think of yourself as a failure. But if you see yourself the way that God sees you, a child of the Most High, fearfully, wonderfully made, His workmanship, His masterpiece, if you begin to see yourself that way, it'll change everything. conform to the patterns of this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, His pleasing, His perfect will. Renew the way you see God and it'll renew the way you see you. And all of the old patterns, they'll begin to lose their power over you and you'll begin to step out of your pattern and into His purpose. I want to pray for you this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed as we, as we pray. If you're here today and this, this resonates with you if, you, if you feel like you've made too many mistakes, if, you, if you've messed up, if you failed, if you've fallen, you feel like there's no way God would want anything to do with me, let alone use me for anything. But today you've realized that, 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 that God, God, God loves me anyway. It doesn't matter. God, God loves me anyway. God wants me. He wants to use me. He's still calling me to leadership. The purpose that he's placed inside of me, it's still intact. The destiny that he created me to accomplish, it's still intact. All I have to do is just change the way that I see God. I've been afraid to come back to God because I was afraid that he wouldn't accept me. But this morning, for the first time in a long time, I've realized that all God, that all I have to do is just say, God, I, I love you. And God says, just come on back. And today, if, if you're here and that's you, and you, 
You're renewing the way you see God. And you just, say, you just would simply say, I, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to I renew the way I see God. I want to I give God my life. And I want to turn everything, I want to give him my pattern so that he can change the product of my life. I want to say yes to Jesus today. If that's you, I just wonder if you just, just let me know by just raising your hand. Just raising your hand. Yeah. 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 You can, you can put your hand down. I simply just want to lead you in a prayer if you made the decision to follow Jesus today and to give your life to God. Just lead you in everybody, if you would, just pray this prayer along with them so they know they're not praying it alone. Just Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son to die for me. Take my life. I give it to you. Help me to become the person that you want me to be. And help me to live the life that you've created me to live. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Can we put our hands together for everybody that made a decision to follow Jesus today? Welcome them to the family of God. Amen. Amen.